Hello, my friends. Nick Labretti here for JRCigars.com, and welcome to a very special episode of the Long Ash Podcast. You might notice that my normal co-host, Secret Chris, is not here, and instead of somebody who doesn't look anything like Secret Chris at all, <laughs> except that same amazing smile. Um, we have a new member of our content team uh, at JR. Um, a lot of you probably know her already from her uh, Instagram, at Sisters in Smoke. And she's an amazing individual, super fun, incredibly knowledgeable, and is really kind of a, a rising star in the industry in terms of, I don't like using the term influencer, but educator, reviewer. <laughs> and now a member uh, and our, our newest addition to our content team and the new JR brand creator, Ben Wills. Ben, thank you very much for joining us today. Hey, what's up? How you doing? I'm good. Happy to see you. <laughs> pleasure, pleasure is always mine, Ben. You know that. So, uh, first of all, what are you smoking? Always the first question we got to ask. Oh, Yes. So what are you smoking? smoking? I am smoking the Trinidad number two. So I'm going to get in trouble for this because we don't have <laughs> this. But my buddy John, he he sent me uh, those new Crown Heads hats, those Tar Heel color hats. And they're fitted, so they were even more fancy. Now I got a big ass head. So like it was even it was the biggest size he had. And then he sent along some of the new uh, Lost Angels. So I had, had to give it a shot. Listen, but, one thing John is going to do. Okay, is make sure that the men in this industry got good apparel. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's gonna make sure that the hat is correct. Well, listen, as a new <laughs> as a new JR, well, here's the thing. You're a you're a JR brand creator now, so you're on the content team. But my hair sucks. Your hair is awesome. <laughs> Do you want like I, I can get you on the hat list from John? I can get you on the hat list, but like you have like awesome hair. Like, do you want to cover that up with a with a a trucker hat that <laughs> but you know what though i listen this this thing right here <laughs> it takes 36 hours drying time two hours to wash dry steam okay every now and then you know i have to slip this down put on a cap i'll, like, I'll it, talk like, to john i'll get i get you on the hat list you'll be on the i hat gotta list. i gotta put a cap on so i don't have to worry about you know i got gotcha. head yeah Oh yeah, send I mean, it over, John. <laughs> this this takes me like twenty minutes, and this is just a bunch of garbage. This is just nonsense, and this takes Listen. me like twenty minutes, and now I'm even aggravated at that. It's even so that, full, like, this, you got you got the like the Elvis, you know, great balls a little of bit fire of a, here. A little bit of a whoop. My uh, I, my it's barber, good. my barber is like, I love styling your hair. I'm like, why? He's like, it's there's so much of it. It's like it's it's <laughs> like a forest. There's so much of it. Um. So I want to tell the, the, uh, our viewers out there, our listeners, if you will, um, a little bit about what you're going to be doing, because it's very interesting. You're going to be in charge of kind of helping us cultivate uh, lifestyle content. So if you want to speak to that a little bit, we'll kind of we'll speak to that over the course of this discussion. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Ben, and like your where you're from, you know, what first got you in the cigar industry, what other industries have you been in? And then through that, we can kind of explain your transition into this role. Ooh, what, what other industries have I been in? That's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Okay. So, um, I'm from Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky, home of Derby city. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I, smoke cigars, drink bourbon, do puzzles. I roller skate and smoke cigars simultaneously. Um, I love lipstick. I graduated from Clark Atlanta University. And as far as whew, the many, many professional lives that I've had. <laughs> so I went to school for fashion and marketing. Um, and I've worked in PR uh, by way of my sister. My sister's an entertainment publicist. So oh, wow. carpet management, event um, production, talent management, all that stuff. I can do that with my eyes closed. <laughs> you know, I had, a, um, I, had a, I had a cousin in carpet management. He worked for Stanley <laughs> Steamer. Okay, let me, okay, wait. <laughs> I've been managing me to like red carpets. Okay. I, know, I, know. Okay. I didn't think you worked for rugs.com. 
listen, at the rate that I'm going between Winn-Dixie to cigars, I might have to think about it. I might have. There's <laughs> another thing to the resume. Listen, I did work at Winn-Dixie in high school, though. Oh, really? <laughs> but uh, I did. <laughs> but, um, and then I worked at CBS for a while. Oh, wow. uh, because PR transitions into, you know, if you lived in LA, it's more than likely you've either been an actress, a comedian, or somebody's assistant. So, <laughs> <laughs> or a waitress, too. Or a waitress. I've, yes. I've heard that the hardest job to find in LA is to be a waiter or a waitress. Yes. Because and you that's know what everybody does while they're going for auditions and stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, we, you know, there's no secret about the cost of living here or the mm-hmm. alleged cost of living here. So if you find a good restaurant, Culver City, Beverly Hills, West Hollywood, the likelihood of you being able to actually pay your rent, that'd be your only job. Like that yeah. tip life is good. Like, you yeah. know, it's, yeah. it's, it's good. So, but I, fortunately, that is, that's one thing I, I managed to escape so oh, thank god i could never uh, right. i could never there would be so many soups with spit in it i could never no well you know like but even as a consumer in that space like we have our places that we would go right like, and we only want to sit in that waiter or waitress's section we go to right. the cheesecake we know joe we go to like we know them by name and now like they're a part of our family they don't work there anymore yeah obviously <laughs> but like <laughs> All of them, you know, they wanted to be actors. And it's really cool to see the trajectory of living in L.A. when you meet people working at a restaurant and then they're literally in the middle of their dream and they are your friends now. <laughs> you That's know? awesome. Yeah. So. Who are some, who are some uh, famous, if you, can, if you could speak to it, who you've gotten to work with or meet, you know, in, in your travels while working in PR, working for CBS? Who are some really cool people that you've had the opportunity to interact with? Well, um, we've worked with Tara Lowens, uh, worked with Guy Tory, who's a comedian. Who, he's mm-hmm. practically my brother at this point. Like, he's always <laughs> around. <laughs> um, uh, Nichelle Turner from Entertainment Tonight. That's from when oh, I wow. worked at CBS. Uh, we were actually, in the beginning, it was a lot of sports. So, Chad right. Johnson, we used to do a lot of their charity events oh, wow. we worked with pepto bismo um <clears throat> bt melinda williams so like so like it's it's the cool thing about that space is you know once you start and for the record this is my sister's profession like i'm just her minion <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> by way of being her roommate i kind of just kind of snowballed into you know being her gatekeeper um, I mean, listen, you got to work with Pepto-Bismol. It's every fat white guy's dream. So, <laughs> Listen, we get heartburn too. No? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I mean, more so like lots of charity type things. And it's cool because, you know, there's all these, like the cigar industry, there's all these moving uh, facets. There's mm-hmm. the talent, there's the brand, there's the photographers, there's the videographers, there are the deliverables, there's you know, the production. And it's funny to be in cigars now because some of those same people, just like fashion, some of those same people are in this cigar space or I run into them doing cigar things. You know, photographers that like, you know, from carpets that I work with now, you know, take, I'm working a golf tournament for Cedric the Entertainer. My favorite photographer, Arnold, is here. Um, and I, but I feel like you're in this very interesting middle ground. There are some people who are more like me, where I am just 100% product focused. I'm never even really in pictures. I just take a picture of the cigar. Sure. Then there's your kind of typical influencer who the cigar is almost secondary. Sure. Um, and like them, they're the, the focus. But for you, you mentioned like your journey. And I feel like that is what you're showcasing. It's like, me and my cigar are on equal terms, like equal focus. And it's like, it's on the journey. It's on a kayak. It's, you know, at an <laughs> opening. I saw yeah. that picture. It's like, it's, it's wherever it's like, join me on this, on my cigar journey. And I feel like you're splitting Absolutely. it right down the middle. And that's an, it's great for a cigar, somebody who's big into cigars, but it's also mm-hmm. from like a, a brand and a concept. It's also really 
smart and it's effective. And I, I like how you showcase everything. Thank um, you. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm a very big fan. So it's very I mean, awesome you know, that we have to work together. Listen, I, I tell anybody real quick, what you see is what you get. <laughs> you know, and it's the easiest way to maintain whatever, whoever's expectation um, that they have. Cause I mean, listen, that, that comes with Instagram, right? Like right. the people expect you to be what they encounter on this social platform. And honestly, I don't have the width span <laughs> to, <laughs> to do or be anybody else. You know, I have other things going on. So it, if I'm on this roof, I'm, I, this is this where I, I didn't. Go. Yeah, like, I didn't. I know, didn't show up like, to the roof. Like you know how people they have like those fake um, <laughs> private planes that you can go to just to take Instagram pictures. Right, right, right. Like you're not like, like I'm. You're not going to this roof party because oh, this will be a no. good place to get content. You're going because like your friends invited you to go hang out. We're gonna have some cigars. Maybe I'll snap a picture when I'm there. Yeah, you know, if my girlfriend was like she was in from Montana. She's like, hey. You want to go kayak? And that's always been her thing, right? Like, let's be clear. That content was by way of somebody else. <laughs> because Tiffany had always been smoking, paddleboarding, smoking, kayaking. And listen, I can't swim. Okay. So, <laughs> this, <laughs> so this was never something, this was never going to be my idea. But Oh, you didn't learn to like, swim in the, in the mighty rivers of Kentucky? <laughs> listen, that Ohio <laughs> River is so disgusting <laughs> the prettiest thing about the ohio river is the bridge that they built over it <laughs> that's the one thing that covers it is the prettiest thing listen yes and so like you know we do these things and then we just so happen to smoke cigars and huh. i and and i and i love it because then when i meet up they're like yeah hey hey Let's go to your, your roof. And I'm like, listen, it is dirty up here. It, don't be expecting no pool and, and lawn chairs and a paved ground. Like this, that's that's not what you're gonna get. Okay, dude. I got I got one me. lawn chair and a half can and a half can of seltzer. Like this is listen, gonna be our hangout. I used to have a chair, okay. The landlord took it. Okay, she's oh. tired of my mess. <laughs> she's like, get down. <laughs> but you know, I roller skate and I smoke cigars, but I do that because. It's fun. On Sunday, I go to church. I pick up my sushi. Okay. <laughs> like, I grab my skates and my cigar and I go smoke and I roller skate and I practice my moves. And like, it's, it's not for show. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'll Perfect. show you. Right. But like, I would do this. I'll, I'll, sh I'll show you, but I'm not, it's not for show. That's, we got to yeah. get you a t shirt that says that. I, I mean, listen, I posted a couple of videos where I didn't almost, busted my tail okay like you're gonna get that too like i, right. I messed that up <laughs> like, those are the best up. those are the best videos to see though is uh is is the, uh, like those kind of jackass videos yeah, yeah um, it's happened. i mean so i broke my wrist right so like oh, Jesus. You know? <laughs> it's for real roller skate roller skating so it's real life it's okay <laughs> exactly let's talk a little bit about your experience in the cigar industry uh mm -hmm. starting a little bit with how and, and you have told me the story but more so for our viewers how you were first introduced to cigars, the brands you first encountered, and then how that transitioned into kind of what you're currently doing. Uh, so one of my really good friends is Ken Hamblin. Uh, and he used to play for one of the teams that one of our clients used to belong on, the Cowboys. That's how, that's where I met him during mm -hmm. a charity event <laughs> that we were working. And when he retired, he started smoking cigars. Now we travel, we was, you know, in the streets having a good time and NBA all-star 2010. Uh, he's like, yeah, uh, smoke this don't inhale. Right. And I'm like, yo, <clears throat> we've been inhaling our whole lives. Like, how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> the whole point was to inhale for a long time. Right. You know, and in true fashion, in true male fashion, there was no sub conversation about it. Right? Like, yeah. He just let me fall clear on my face. Uh, I did exactly what he told me not to do. And, and, and I think that cigar just happened to be uh, a tobacco Negro. Okay. Actually, the only reason why I can even remember that is because somebody had the nerve to take a photo of me choking. And I had to zoom in. I had to be like, what cigar was that? But it's a good, uh, it's a good beginner. Like, a, you know, it's got the chocolatey coffee flavors. So. Honestly, I don't, I don't remember. All I remember is choking. 
I only remember. <laughs> I don't remember if I liked it or not. What my air getting caught in my throat tastes like. <laughs> um, and so eventually, you know, I had to figure out how to smoke cigars on my own. Right. So this this double Dutch game I was playing with myself with the cigar lounge, like, oh, you know, I'm gonna go in here today, and I'm like, mm. I'd see like a whole bunch of people sitting outside, and I'm like, I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> I'll go tomorrow. Um, and then tomorrow turned into like two weeks and I was like, all right, girl, go in here. So I'm like speed walking to the door and it's intimidating, right? Like, so this is before you really taking pictures of the cigars that you're smoking. So I'm in here like, what am I supposed to get? So whatever happened, I smoked some, I bought some and, and I ran, I literally, I literally ran back to my car. I wanted to sit outside, but it's it's like. Were you intimidated because yes. you were an experience? Were you intimidated <laughs> because it was a bunch of men? Both of those things, like like was it was a variety of factors. Nick, all the things. Okay. Like I, you you know, I think you talk yourself into a tizzy, right? Like right. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, never seeing women, right? Like okay, mm. like you're not. It's not conscious. Right. It's just that you're fully aware that no one is looks like you is sitting outside, right? So I'm going to go in here, I'm going to buy a cigar, and I'm going to sit down outside. I pumped fake myself about four more times. <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> no, no, not yet. And it took me a while, and I sat out, and the more I did it, the easier it became. It's just getting over that hill, right? So, you know, after that, Ken's like, you need to come to Pro Cigar. And I was like, what is that? That's a that? big jump. This is a big jump from like hanging outside of the cigar lounge. Oh, come <laughs> to this huge cigar festival in the Dominican Republic. Right. But it wasn't necessarily as off-putting as you think. Because you got to think like we were living our life. Listen, I was wheels up three passports ago. <laughs> right. So it's like. <laughs> It was nothing for him or I to be like, yo, what you doing this weekend? <laughs> I'm out. Like, You're off, right. Yeah, he's like, let's go. I was like, all right, cool. And it just so happened to be affiliated with cigars, right? Right. So to that point, and I was bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I was like, yo, this, this is the cigar industry? This is... I won't eat. <laughs> I, yeah, we're, I, we're pretty awesome. <laughs> who, who are these people? And, you know, it was great. The production, it was like visual. I mean, everything, the floor, the the lights, the everything, the cigar boxes. I was like, who who's drawing these boxes? Who's putting this together? The, this uh, is that's such a good experience for for, it, it wasn't such a good experience for you at such like an early stage because I feel like anybody, you could be smoking cigars for 15 years. The mm-hmm. minute you actually go to a factory or a farm, your appreciation automatically just like shoots through the roof. When you see what goes in, the passion everybody has, 100%. your artistic ability. So going in at such an early stage in your like kind of cigar smoking was probably mm-hmm. great because it skyrocketed you like hey i'm taking i'm gonna start taking this very seriously this is awesome I don't, not not I seriously in terms of like, but in terms of like this is i want to be a part of this community no i thought listen i'm curious by nature right my mother used to be like that's gonna get you in trouble one day <laughs> i i mentally always need to know more like i'm mm-hmm. gonna ask questions until i get the answer um and i'm not I'm clear. I wasn't born in tobaccos, nothing legacy. I'm not fifth, right. sixth generation, anything. And so to see people like Raquel Quesada and Erica and Papa Q and, you know, and, and Tony from LFD, like, I'm like, what are y'all doing? It's barn? Y'all hanging leaves and shit? Like, what, <laughs> like, what is going on? You know, and everybody had their own process for the same things. And I, and I was like, this is amazing. You know, I come back and I post these stories and I write this article on my website. And it's kind of like, wow, like this, like it was like li- it, it was like going to an event in Hollywood, but Dominican style. Right. Like that's, I said, like, okay, I can do this every Those year. Let's go. Yeah, they're 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 so much fun. 
Besides yes. just the education part, like the those industry people, the Quesadas, uh, the Placencias, they're fun. Like they're fun people. They're interesting. You know, it's 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 more than just like, oh, well, here's where the rapper is, and here they make no. everything so interesting. It is, you know, I think one of the huge takeaways from being a part of a festival like that, right, is their pride and their honor and respect for their culture. It's not just like, hey, you know, we go through this multi-year process for you to smoke something in an hour and a half. They are in love with the curing. They are in love with the farming. They are in love with the aging room. They are in love with the people who help them create the story, the rollers, the stem cutters, like everybody. It's like, yo, if this is what love feels like, I'm never leaving. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I don't want to leave. And I haven't missed a pro cigar since. I refuse. (laughs) I refuse. I refuse. I can do those tours over and over and every year it gets better every year they add you know new activities to it and the expectation is real high <laughs> it's high well listen if we if me and you go for jr this year we got to wear matching outfits that's my rule hold on i'm sorry what if me and you we got to <laughs> wear matching outfits but you get to pick the outfit now i don't know i'm gonna think about it <laughs> It depends. Do I get to pick the outfits or do you get to pick the outfits? You, you get to pick the outfits. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. No, okay, you, cool. you definitely pick. This because I would just wear this, which is just a t-shirt and pants. <laughs> Nick, you can't wear that to the white party, sir. No, 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 no. I, I I have my classy white guayabera that I haven't I, it's still it's been in the closet for a while, but that's for only special events or a trashy wedding. <laughs> that's when I pull out the white guayabera. Either <laughs> either a, a classy cigar event or a like a wedding that like I don't uh, I'm just gonna wear this. <laughs> um so in terms of uh brands what what brand obviously you're smoking the the trinidad right now but what brands uh are you really drawn to either because you just like the blends either because of the the creative behind the cigars or maybe even it's the manufacturer themselves that that draws you to that which brands do you really have a deep passion for I mean, by default, <laughs> by default, I I smoke a lot of Dominican cigars, um, a lot, a whole lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but that that's just a testament to how I got into this space and knowing certain people and really kind of sitting down and understanding their story, the process, and all that. Right. Um, and lately, I've been I've been getting into you know Nicaraguan cigars, and it, and, and it, that just lets you know that your palate evolves because Absolutely. originally, you know, I'm like this too peppery, like my nose is about to fly off my face. <laughs> that that does work. seem that does seem like the the trajectory. I also when I started, you know, 10, 11 years ago, I was very Dominican heavy, especially because you can find you know there was more mellow cigars that were Dominican. A lot of those basic like Connecticut wrapped mellow to medium cigars. A lot of the bigger brands at the time, your Monte Cristos, your Romeos, um, Uh your Macanudos, they were all Dominican. But yeah, as your palate shifts, I mean, obviously there's still great complex Dominican cigars, but the the complexity of Nicaraguans, I've really taken an interest in. Yeah, I think, you know, it still takes, for me, it still takes some getting used to. And, you know, as I try to define my palate, it literally pulls the rug out from right. <laughs> every single time. But there are, you know, there are brands that I probably smoke more often as a whole than others. Um, I'm, I'm always looking forward to smoking new ones. It's just so many. Yeah. But I, 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 I enjoy Ecuadorian Habano rappers. <clears throat> I never really smoked Connecticut before trying um, an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, right? Mm-hmm. Connecticut Shade, I'd just be like, oh my God, I need more water. And then the water wasn't working. I was like, I need orange juice. I, I mean, just, I, like, <laughs> I, I need, need something. I need something with, you know, a little heaviness to it. And I was like, this ain't gonna work. Never, never smoked a Connie after that. And so then um, 
I'm trying to remember whose it was. Maybe it was a Saga Solas in the Churchill. Mm. And I was like, I ain't smoking that. <laughs> like, I'm, not, I'm not smoking it. <laughs> I ain't smoking it. But Nierka was like, smoke this cigar. And I was like, okay. Right. So I smoked it. I was like, oh, I didn't know Connecticut could taste like that. And then, you know, then I started smoking more Connecticut while I was roller skating because I learned really quickly when I smoked the four kicks on my eights. That was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to take the skates off. I was like, I need to go home now. <laughs> I, need to walk, I need to walk home slowly. <laughs> It was a good stick, but it was not made for rolling. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know that many manufacturers. Like, we're gonna make a cigar that's gonna be perfect to roller skate with. For roller skate, look. But that doesn't mean that maybe that's your maybe that's what we do in the next year. We create a private label that's just for roller skate. Ever since then, I only would smoke Connecticut, so I got a chance to like go through J.C. Newman and then Room One Hundred One, you know, the payback, and then I, you know myself like i was like okay let me let me stay right here (laughs) with the connecticut and it was a great opportunity because i think otherwise i wouldn't have been able to sit with it i feel like when you smoke cigars you need to sit with it long enough smoke enough of them to really figure out if it's with that complements your your palate you know and i i I don't i'm for sure would not have sat with it out like nah I give them away. <laughs> Listen, it's it's only recently that I've gotten back involved with Connecticut's because there was a long time, you know, I smoked them in the beginning of my kind of, you know, tenure in the industry. Then I was so excited when 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 the boutique craze kind of really kicked in and people were really trying new things in Ecuador mm-hmm. or, or in Nicaragua with Corojo, Pennsylvania yeah. Broadleaf, Connecticut Broadleaf. And the complexity and the new experiences it brought me, I'm like, Connecticut's just kind of took a back seat. Yeah. And now you're seeing companies reutilizing Connecticut's, but in newer ways. For example, like the Henry Clay Warhawk has become mm-hmm. uh, a favorite of mine. But then you have people like Steve Saka, what he did with the Sobre Mesa Brulee, where he's like, no, this is just like your granddad's Connecticut. It's as basic a Connecticut as you, it can ever be, but it's the best version of that thing. And I'm like, damn, he's right. <laughs> it was the Man. best version of that. Listen, everybody knows. Every t- <laughs> I have had my bout with Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust. Okay. I was determined <laughs> to find a stick that was for me. And I listen, every I smoked a cigar and I was high. I got sick. I was like, I'm not smoking it again. Right. Yeah. And I was like, I'm yeah. gonna try it again. I'm gonna try something else. And I was like, I ain't ready yet. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Yeah. It was above my smoking grade. I wasn't. Um, I had not trained myself to smoke full body in that way. Right. And then, you know, the sober Mesa was cool, but I, but again, like I was already double dutching with Connecticut's. Right. So then somebody's like, listen, okay. I'm tired of you and your sockets. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, like, Cause I went to pick up the brulee, br- brulee blue. Right. Mm-hmm. They was like, here you go again. I was like, this is going to work. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to find something. And I loved it. I was like, oh, I found the soccer for me. <laughs> the brulee well, that's, is it for me. <laughs> that's the thing about Steve that, that's really interesting is Steve does not make a cigar for like a quota. He does not make a cigar because like, oh, I think my customers would like this. Or I think my portfolio need. He only makes cigars that he likes. That's it. Like, I like this. I'm going to make it. So that's why it took him a while to make a Connecticut because he's not usually a big Connecticut guy. But when he yeah. did make it, he's like, well, if I'm going to make a Connecticut, I have to make the best possible one. Yeah. <laughs> and he did. <laughs> he, he totally did. Agreed. Or, what, yeah. One of the best Agreed. ones. Absolutely. I'm ready now. <laughs> it's really, and I love what he did. And, and from, from a marketing background, what he did with the whole, uh, was the brulee sweet tipped, and then he released that sampler with all the uh-huh, different letters. Because he said he said ain't no sweet tip now. He but said, when he huh? when he released <laughs> that that sampler with like, all right, two of these are not sweet tipped, two of them are sweet tipped. Like, and he did this whole he made it into a game, and to take kind of a a negative commentary on your product and then market mm-hmm. it to sell more of your product. I thought yeah. it was it was one of the most genius. Marketing Agreed. moves I've seen in the industry, and I, I, yeah. when I when we did the test live on our podcast, whenever it was a year or two ago, and I'm like, this is absolutely genius. This is mm-hmm. so smart. 
And it made me think, I don't, I don't really think this, but like 10% of me thinks it. <laughs> 10%. Did he, did he purposely put a little something sweet on the cigars to start a controversy and then have this whole plan already in place? I don't think he did, but if he did, he is a diabolical genius. I think uh, it's definitely possible. But I also think, you know, what worked in his favor, which I think maybe a lot of people don't do intentionally, is listen when the consumers are talking, right? And so while we're all having this conversation about it, he's like, I'm going to fix (laughs) y'all. Let me, me, okay, let me pivot a little bit and try this out and see what happens. And the consumer responded. It's, it's, it's so it's, it's so it, it gets overlooked so much and in so many industries just yeah. listening to don't assume what they like mm-hmm. listen to like they will tell you what they like and Agreed. it's so important to do that and he he takes a lot of pride in his brand he has this like i don't really care attitude but if you if you buy a box of dunbarton from a from us or a mom and pop shop and you get it and they're all dried out they all break on you you don't have to come to us you can message him on facebook he said this before you talk to me yeah. or dave lafferty and like i'll replace it directly for you yeah he takes yeah. great great care to take care of his brand like that and that's so so important yeah i agree so I saw, and unfortunately, I just wasn't able to make it, but you uh, attended the Casa de Monte Cristo Texas Cigar Festival this year. I did. How was that? It was great. You know, <clears throat> Texas is hot. No, let me take that back. Texas is warm. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even hot. Texas is warm. Um, well, you're but... from Kentucky. Kentucky. I've been to Kentucky before. Kentucky ain't, Kentucky ain't chilly in my mind. <laughs> I, I mean, like, it's hot. Like we get all the seasons, yeah. but it's dry heat mm-hmm. in Houston. It is. It's, 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 swamp. it's like, it's, it's swamp. like, yeah. it's like breathing in your hand. Like you ain't getting yeah. them, but hot breath. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Um, but you know, Houston is like a second home to me. You know, the cigar community in Houston is, is in yeah, my it opinion, have- uh, it's unmatched. So, for the Texas Cigar Festival, you know, I got to interview uh, Tommy Hawk, you know, the chef that curated uh, the menu for for the venue. And, you know, a lot of my friends were there, like Drew State and my guys from Roma Craft and my girls from Casa de Monte Cristo, you know, my Amy and my Jacks. Like, it was like working with your friends. Like right. it was great. It, it, and you know what, like the ease of conversation about the industry and um, the vendor consumer relationship and what, what they're buying, what they're eating, what are we drinking? It's, it was like full circle. It was great. Yeah. Everybody had a good time. Everybody was selling cigars and smoking. It was, it was fantastic. Amy is one of my favorites. I love Amy. That's my boo. What she say? I good love morning. Amy. So uh, it was really funny when we had her on the podcast about six months ago Mm. and it was a great conversation. We have so much. I've known her for a while. I knew her when she back when she was working for Cigar Inn in the city when our company Mm -hmm. purchased it before it turned into Casa. Mm -hmm. Um, And after we filmed, because, you know, when she says what she like shouts it. Oh, so after we uh, after we filmed, there was a lot of people like, "Hey, I heard that entire interview from downstairs. It sounded really good, but like our studio is above the rest of the office." Okay, and like <laughs> it's kind of hard to hear through, but like everybody heard that interview. But she was awesome. She's so fun. She's so insightful. I, I yeah. she's I, I adore Amy, and I'm I'm really happy that I get to work in the same building. She because she works in in the Whippany store, which is the same as our office. So yeah, I, I love think, her. I think she's going. We're both going to the uh, the Drew, not the Drew State, the Dunbarton Battleship dinner uh, next week. I just told her about that. I said, "You gonna be on a battleship?" I said, "Can you Facetime me?" <laughs> isn't that that? Isn't that the coolest thing though? I said, "Facetime me, sis. I want to see. <laughs> I want to feel so like cool. I'm in a scene from the Titanic. <laughs> I mean, not just not the last moment. scene. Just not the last I, scene." <laughs> No, no, no. Because I told you, I could. I told you, I couldn't swim, Nick. Okay. <laughs> Just that first scene where they're all having fun and dancing—that's the scene I yeah. want to be on. Yeah, yeah it is. Yes. So, 
Um, so you've been to Texas Cigar Festival. You've been to um, uh, Puro Cigar in um, in the DR. Any other big festivals, big events that you would like to go to? Have you ever been to like the TPE show? Have you ever been to the Nicaraguan Cigar Festival? You know, any, yeah. any of these? Uh, I've been going to TPE and PCA with Henderson from Aventura since the beginning. Um, I will be there <laughs> this year with Henderson again. Um, I wanted to go to the Nika Fest last year, but they canceled it. Yeah. So um, I'm obviously like waiting for them to, you know, kick start that back up because I would love to go to that. I know that uh, the Puerto Rican Cigar Fest is coming and that's actually, that actually starts on my birthday. So I got to figure it out. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, a good, that's, a, that's a good way to spend your birthday though. Yeah, it'll be back to back because I went to Mexico City last year for uh, Casa 1910. So I don't know. We'll see. I, I mean, I would love I would I would love to go to the Nika Fest, but I'm not crazy about that three hour uh, trek to Monaco. Yeah, so, we so that is tough. That is tough. But I'm, I'm sure. Listen, every year I went, it got it got better and better. So the first mm -hmm. time I ever went to Nicaragua, I think I was in like an old taxi cab doing that three hour ride. Then one time I was in like a rickety school bus. So it was better, it was more spacious. And then one time I was in like a nicer SUV. So okay. every, every year it gets a little better, but what's really cool. And I, I don't prefer one country to the other, but what the one thing that leans me more towards like going to Nicaragua is when you go to the DR, yeah, there are some factories that are close, but they're also pretty widespread, you know, like over the, over the course of the Island in Nicaragua in SLE, like, there's one road that has like 10 major factories on it. Like Drew wow. Estate, per, Drew Estate, Perdomo, my father, Oliva, Pedro, they're all on like this stretch of road. Now their fields are scattered throughout, you know, Esteli, Yalapa, Ometepe, yeah. but they're actual, their facilities, they're where they're making the cigars. They're all like kind of along this highway. Um, and then there's some that are like actually in the city of Esteli. So like La Zona is, mm -hmm. is in Esteli. But it's really cool, and and especially from a content gathering perspective, it's like just kind of bar hop yeah, I to the different it. to the different manufacturers. It's a lot of fun. It really oh. is. So hopefully they don't cancel it this year. I would love to go back to Nicaragua. Um, me too. Y'all hear and, me? I want to go. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure I'll meet with Sasha about that. <laughs> um, no, I think I think it, yeah, I would I would love to go to Nicaragua, and I also want to go. I haven't been to the DR in a long time. I would like to get back there and check out I me mean, Tabacalera de Garcia, the Altidus factory, our sister company, yeah. totally revamped, built, built a new section. They have these beautiful murals on the wall. I think it's going to be uh, kind of announced over the summer what they're, what they're going to be doing with it. But I want to go check that out. That'd and then of course, nice. I'm guessing you, you, have you been to Chateau Fuente? I finally got the chance. And this oh, is what's so funny. Lucky. So, so lucky. So, you know, <laughs> When you sign up to go to Pro Cigar, you get to pick your tours, right? Yes. And that one is always the first one that sells so, out. Probably. I mean, listen, I'd be like, yo, I'm literally on here no less than five minutes. Where did it go? Because back right. then it would just disappear. Like if you don't see it, you can't go. Right. And uh, so then the next year I tried again. Skirt, not a chance. So uh, a buddy of mine, Adrian Acosta, who's like a broker ninja. <laughs> he's like hey you want to go to fuente i was like is that a rhetorical <laughs> where like time and place i'm there but usually during in the beginning he never you could never really go to the factory he would do you know his charitable right. uh schoolhouse and you know he's really really big on that and so you know sometimes people will complain or whatever because who doesn't want to go to the factory right in, ter in terms of fa like, listen i want to go to every factory but in terms of like you know like when you if you're talking about baseball like what's baseball stadium well, like you you want to go to fenway you want to go to wrigley you want to go to yankee stadium like i would love to go to every stadium but like these are the ones i really they're historical you know what yeah, I mean? they have a but but it's like bamboo it's, it's almost kind of like people felt bamboozled because they was like oh you think you're going to the factory right. but you're not so when he called i was like Man, I was outside before he got there. I was like, <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> hey, I am here. You just don't worry about it. I'm in the front. But the funny thing was, 
was that everybody was speaking Spanish, right? I do not speak Spanish and I do not speak Dominican Spanish, uh, which totally which, different type. Which, well, right, which I have been made aware of that they are not mutually exclusive. So I'm standing there, you know, they giving out opuses. I was like, ooh, this is fancy, right? I'm on a tour. You giving He's out getting opuses. all giddy. Let's go. I understand. Do you want one? Yes, I do. <laughs> Spanish, English, French. I understand that language. Si, si gracias. Yeah, that's, that's si, yes. Si gracias. So, so the guy who's doing the tour, don't remember his name. He's like talking in Spanish. And so he looks at me. He's like, he said, do you understand what I'm saying? I was like, not a word. <laughs> so then everybody starts laughing. So then like he would say it in Spanish and then go back in English. And I, you know, it's just a testament to how accommodating and warm they are. Cause I'm yeah. every, even my Dominican friends, they speak English a little bit. Right. Uh, but I, I was kind of left out and he kind of made it, made it okay for me. And it was fantastic. It was beautiful. I, mean, I love to, 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 to see where Opus is made. I mean, that that's what? literally that's last on my list. That's like that's like my bucket list. I have accomplished everything. That's that's the goal. That's last right on your list. What else was on no, this? No, list? not not last. Like that means like I was able to achieve everything else. This has always been like the hardest one to accomplish. Uh -huh. So it's like the last one left. I'm like I gotta go see. Uh, yeah. we're, we're we're trying to plan a, a content trip to Florida in August. So I'm going to contact them. So maybe I'll at least get to go to their headquarters in Tampa, which like, all right, I, I you know, I've, I've met Carlito before I've met Cynthia before. So Cynthia, to get to interview, Cynthia is so her. great. Um, but to interview any, any of the Fuentes would be uh, an honor, but to get to go to where they make Opus is just, it's like seeing where, um, uh, what's the bourbon? Why am I being an idiot right now? Because uh, there's a lot of bourbon. So what's the, what's the you know, like what's the one? Pappy. It's like seeing like where Pappy is made. Yeah. Now from a bourbon, I know you're a pretty big bourbon drinker. Uh I used, to, I used to I used I used to be I was getting into snob level when I had some stomach problems and I had to get into tequila instead. Um so now I had to start all over again with tequila. <laughs> but I was a big uh like you know, Basil Hayden's like my everyday. I love Basil Hayden. Basil Hayden. Um, I love Blanton's, but like, I know that's like obvious, but I love Blanton's and I could find a bottle of Blanton's. Uh, yeah. I had Pappy once I bought, I was able to buy a bottle of like the 10 year old, I think it's just called the Rip Van Winkle. Mm -hmm. And, and even that was like 150 bucks. And mm -hmm. I thought it was sip it slow. Sip I thought, it slow, yeah, I mean, every, every, <laughs> every sip was like $5, like every little, <laughs> I thought it was good. I thought it was very, very good, but I'm like, but I also think Blanton's is good, and that's only a hundred hours for a bottle. And like, you can't do it. that. Nope. I know. <laughs> what is in your? Tell me, what is the bourbon for? Like, like uh, you know, you have you go into a bourbon warehouse with a bottle of everything. What do you grab? You're grabbing one bottle. What is it? That is a very disrespectful question. No, <laughs> this is like when people you ask me what? what my favorite cigar is. I'm like, I don't know. Whatever I'm smoking at the time, you know, like I don't, I don't know. Well, no, that ain't my answer. <laughs> but you know what? Mm. It'll probably be a cross between um, Blanton's and E.H. Taylor's small batch. See, I'm I'm a small batch bourbon type of girl. I'm not really. I'm working on my rye game. Um, like I like I'll drink Woodford, right? Mm. But I prefer double oats. Right. right. Um, so I, I like a more sweeter bourbon on the tongue, that's, something that's a little bit I, more I like, marbleized. I like right. something sweet. So I, I was a big fan of um, the Michter's uh, American. Um, yes, that's going to be my third choice. Well, Michter's. I know that I know that people don't classify the Michter's American as uh, bourbon, like cigars. Bourbon has like a bunch of rules like it's not considered bourbon it, it has to be aged in like a new barrel otherwise it's considered like american whiskey so the, mm -hmm. the michter's american is aged in a previously used bourbon barrel it's like mm -hmm. drinking vanilla sunshine it is just <laughs> smooth and Woo! sweet and I it's and what it's, those calories look like it's only it's only 50 dollars a bottle but like it's just really hard to find the, the it's yeah. like the blue labeled one it's just kind of hard to find you know what one of the younger whiskeys kind of blew my mind and that was rabbit hole 
I went I've heard good on a tour when I was at home. And they even have a tequila. Oh, which, by dying. the way, I was like, mm, I don't know. I don't know about that. Then I had it. And I was like, oh, this is a whole jam. Like, they, like, I mean, I, I think at the time that might have only been four years old. Definitely less than five, if right. that. I was like, this is really good. Like, I, I mean, I was impressed. I was never with, a tequila uh, fan until after I had to stop drinking whiskey because my doctor's like, your stomach is all screwed up. You can't drink like, no. whiskey anymore. So my buddy Sorry. is like, dude, I've been trying to get you on tequila for years. And I'm like, yeah, but like, what is tequila? Like, Jose Cuervo, like, it's gross. And he's like, <laughs> he's like no, that's not tequila. So he got me on Casamigos, like, you know, the Blanco and everything. And then he started giving me like darker you know, on Yeho's. And that's when I first tasted Classe Azul, like in the, mm. that stupid fancy bottle. And I'm like, there's a whiskey, there's a bourbonness to this that I was yeah. able to find. Like, like, and now I found tequilas. Yeah. That I, I found tequilas yep. that I can sip. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, like it gives me enough of what I got from bourbons without the agita. So yeah. I was able to find that, that balance. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, well, when you, whenever we get you out of here, we got, we'll have to do like a live tasting or something. Listen, I will just get you. We'll sure get you. Get you an Uber back to the hotel. <laughs> right? Um, can Can Amy come? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Amy. Amy is always invited. <laughs> um. So Ben, before I let you go here, I just you know we, we've kind of talked about your journey. We've talked about what you're going to be doing for us. But if you can kind of tell our our viewers, you know, kind of sum up, you know what you want to say to them, you know, are, you know, are you excited for this journey? You know, what you want to show them, just kind of give a summation of like what you feel you're going to be bringing to, uh, to the JR kind of content. Um, so they can, oh. so they can hear it right from you instead of me babbling on. No pressure, Nick, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> tell them, tell them your whole life in one sentence. Go. Oh, wow. Um, I mean, if I had to do a one sentence, I'd be like, I'm here to play. No, <laughs> Another T-shirt, another T-shirt idea. But you know what? Like, I think when you work for yourself and you uh, are a brand content curator, it's, or maybe it's just for me, it's, it's, it's a dream to be able to create vision for and with other people. You know, like my mother used to say all the time, be can't live in this world by yourself (laughs) and it wasn't ironically um it wasn't until recently where i understood what she meant and you know i'm self-sufficient i'm independent i do what i gotta do but in this space in the cigar industry you can do good things alone but you can do great things with a team and so i'm just really excited to be able to work with you guys and you know sasha nadell and listen i mean introductory phone calls the fact that there were two women on my phone call, I was like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, I sit around and I write pitches all day or, you know, people, you know, brands I want to work with, but with the understanding that, you know, men are heavy in this industry, in this game, you know what I mean? And so to be able to be introduced to a partnership uh, through two other women and then get to meet you has been excellent already. So you don't have I'm to throw my name to- in there. You know, and it's not that exciting to meet me, please. You, you know, don't gotta look. I mean, our first phone call, we was we was on over what like three hours. I mean, yeah, it was a lot, it was a lot, <laughs> lo- but it was so I, I had known your work, and so when Adele and Sasha were kind of putting together this project, you know, they know that I'm obviously in, involved with people on Instagram and, and and I know what's you know, I pay attention. Mm-hmm. So I, I gave them your name, they they worked with you, and then they were like, Hey, you should actually have a conversation with her. So after our phone call, I like I immediately turned next to Adele who sits next to me, and I was like, "She's gonna be good. <laughs> like she's she's gonna be fine." Well, thank you. You know, I no, we're <laughs> no, we're listen. I'm a big complimenter, so so get ready for it. But I will also uh, talk a lot of shit behind your back. Um, That's okay. <laughs> whisper, whisper it to me later. Send me an email. Let me no, know I would. I would. So I, I would never. <laughs> I would never. No, I I I I am a I'm a 32 year old, but I'm really like a 50 year old curmudgeon. I don't like change i don't I, I i like the things that i like but this was uh this was very easy for me because i'm like yeah this will this will bring a lot of good um to our content page a lot of good to our brand 
And, you know, the past year I've been the brand manager and now I'm like, oh, now I have to care about the brand as a whole. I can't just care about Nick. I got to care about the brand. And I'm like, yeah. this, was an, this was an absolutely easy decision. So well, looking, we are. I'm looking forward to, to kickstart it with you. I need to see you in person. No, we're going to, we're going to figure that out over the summer. Uh, I'm going to talk to Sasha and see what we can plan out. Even if it's meeting at an event somewhere that we're doing something, you know, um, but I'm very excited, Ben. So welcome everyone. Please welcome Ben Wills to the JR team. Um, and thank you very much everyone for listening. Ben, thanks for joining us. We're, we're going to have you on again, you know, uh, secret Chris, who's, uh, my, uh, my partner in crime sitting behind the monitor right now. He, Chris is having himself a little baby soon he's having oh. his first, first little baby and uh he'll be going on paternity leave yeah because she says congratulations chris he yes. said don't congratulate me he's oh. so he's so on it he's I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 um but he's gonna be going on on leave soon and so um i'm, I'm getting a list together you know like uh you know how like when when kathy lee would like go away for a while and regis would have like a bunch of temporary like you know <laughs> people like co-hosting so um, I'm looking forward to, you know, getting you out here at some point or even just to keep doing it virtual, but you're going to, you're going to be, you're going to be with us along on this ride. So thank you so much for joining us, everyone out there. Thank you very much for listening. Um, hope you're excited for what we're going to be, uh, bring you guys in the future. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, now TikTok. Never thought TikTok. I would say that, but we're on TikTok oh boy. Oh and my God. make sure to follow. Yeah, you gonna well, make me? You gonna make me do oh, a TikTok? Yeah. What you? I'm know? on TikTok. They put, they put me on. They didn't even tell me they were putting me on. They did, I'm just showed up on TikTok one day. Um, but make sure to also follow at Sisters in Smoke. Chris, Chris is putting. He's going to be putting it up when in the edit below, so you guys can follow Ben on Instagram. Um, and thank you very much. All right, thank you, Nick. <laughs>